I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. I don't think though that Dermot Desmond, who is a clever, clever man, I don't think he would leave himself exposed to the possibility of ridicule. But I, I do believe a deal's been done. I believe that Rangers will go through the season and, and maintain their unbeaten run. They, they need to be resilient because Celtic have got a team that can test them. They can go and give their fans something for the following season. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weezy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808-1717-700. As sport falls silent on social media in support of anti-racism campaign, we here in Go Radio count down to Rangers Celtic on Sunday. We've also fallen silent on social media. That'll be the case until Monday. Along with most of the clubs and the broadcasters between now and then, everyone looking to cut out racism, sexism, bigotry, whatever. We, there's no place for it and we stand absolutely behind them tonight. For the weekend, well, the Rangers news, Halander and Arfield are out for Sunday and maybe more. As John Kennedy says, he's not been told he's moving upstairs to director of football in the what might be the Eddie Howe era. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. We're going to get ready for the big match with Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and loads of your calls coming in. Well done to Partick Thistle, 5-0 last night against Falkirk and their first division champions. Joining Rangers as champions Queen's Park in Glasgow and of course Hearts from Edinburgh so at the moment, Barry, I make it Glasgow 3, Edinburgh 1. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, the Glasgow um, place is won. Um, but great to see Partick Thistle because I yep. thought they were hard done by uh, last season. Paul, have I been honest with you? Um, and if you looked at League 1 about four or five mm. weeks ago, I thought Partick Thistle looked to be struggling to win that league so Ian McCall's done a fantastic job the last few weeks and what a great result against the, the rivals Falkirk last night so congratulations to, to Partick Thistle Mark all credit to Ian McCall and the team there Queen's Park have done it Rangers have done it Hearts of course uh, in Edinburgh but it's good news for the West here that we've got three champions yeah uh, it's brilliant no, congratulations to uh, Ian McCall uh, Partick Thistle old Harry Rags always like yep. to see them Doing well, and I like Ian McCall as well. Uh, a lot of time for him. Uh, good football club there, Jerry Britton as well, chief executive. So congratulations to them all. And by the way, what a run in the past four or five mm-hmm. games from Partick Thistle because it looked a playoff at best, and to to go and then win the title is brilliant. Um, so yeah, delighted for them, for Ray McKinnon um, at Queens Park as well, Robbie Nielsen at Hearts, and for for Stephen Gerrard at Rangers, your fourth championship winners but particularly for Hearts and Partick Thistle mm. because what happened to them last season was absolutely unacceptable you know it wasn't fair and um, they've bounced back at the first time of asking and a great credit to their football clubs to keep their, to keep their focus in this season of all season not to let the injustices of last season affect them to stay driven to stay focused and to get it over the line and they thoroughly deserve to be to be back up a division again Barry we're all standing behind the social media 
stance that football is taking and we see also Marvin Bartley of course he's going to join us the Livingston captain during the programme speaking about the effect it can have on people when when people racially abuse you and uh, we're going to speak to him about 5.40 this afternoon and we heard there about David Cox as well that there should be no place for it you know whether it's uh, mental health or whatever let's be decent with each other yeah I totally agree with you Paul um, I hope this um, social media blackout works but I'm worried it doesn't yeah. um, but we've got to try something as you said the, the racial abuse that players are suffering um, on social media is an absolute disgrace i seen the, the thing that happened last night to David Cox um, we just need to see the outcome of that I know David Cox um, and I know he's, he's, he's father pretty well mm-hmm. I know he's been through tough times through mental health so it's, it's not nice to hear things like that um, so Hopefully this makes a difference, Paul, but I, I'm unsure it will. It's not going to happen overnight. It'll take a long, long time, but um, yeah, we can only do a bit. Everyone, If everyone does something, yeah. and just treat people properly. This weekend, well, there's so much to play for. At the bottom of the table, Hamilton are playing at St Mirren. Kilmarnock are at Motherwell. And Ross County at Dundee United. Elsewhere, we've got Hibs against St Johnson and Livingston against Aberdeen. And then Sunday... Uh, 12 o'clock kickoff, Rangers against Celtic. And, uh, well, Stephen Gerrard is saying about the uh, the team news and Rangers do have a, a couple of injuries. So we won't have Phil Alanda probably for the remainder of the season. Same goes for, for Scott Arfield. So we're a little bit light at centre-back and we're a little light in, in midfield. And that's the team news. It's big team news, Barry, isn't it? And not good news. Yeah, it's not good news. Um, Phil Holander and, and Connor Golson were straying up a good partnership, mm-hmm. um, and they'll be a bit, he'll be a big miss at the back. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, and Scott Arfield, um, he was missing last week in the cup game against St. Johnson. Um, he's he's a big player for Rangers as well. Um, so it's disappointing to hear that they're going about for the the rest of the season, Paul. But listen, that's for me. It's another opportunity for players in the squad to go and grab it who's um, going to step up do you think um, well listen centre half uh, as you just heard um, Stephen Gerrard mention there um, Balogun still, uh, still out obviously Herlander's going to be missing tomorrow so Jack Simpson will, will come into that centre half position it was his first start last week against St Johnson um, up at McDermott Park in the league he did okay um, but we all know how hard it is when you, you've not played a lot of football all season and obviously, um, Scott Arfield missing. Mm. He's a big miss. We not just that he's a, a top player, Scott Arfield. His experience helps Rangers in that central area. Um, so I think Arebo will, will slot in that that central midfield role. And I'm hopeful Scott Wright um, will, will get the chance to start on Sunday because every time I've seen Scott Wright come on, um, and when he started, he's really impressed me. And I think now maybe the time for him to come in um, to an old firm game and, and sam- sample that Rangers fans who do you want to see play 0808 17 17 700 Mark what do you reckon Scott Wright you've liked what you've seen of him so far yeah I, I, I think Scott Wright deserves a starting place uh, he's the inform he's form at the moment better than Ryan Kent's better than Yanis Hadji so uh, yeah I'd have him in I was very impressed on Sunday night at, at Ibrox when he came on um, just his quick feet you know his game intelligence he was good he really caught the eye and I think he looks ready now um, to go and play um, it's funny enough you think Rangers have got a big squad and they have got a big squad but just those extra couple of injuries now I think the Rangers team pretty much picks itself it's just for me whether it's it's right 
or had you mm-hmm. manager days, but because you're, your 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 Zungu's out, your Katic is out, Jack and Arfield are mm-hmm. down to the bare bones, middle of parts so will clearly be Davis and Kamara with a rebo just in front of him. The last old firm game really clever management with Stephen Gerrard they put a rebo right out in Laxalt and, and he tore him apart um, but I think Taylor will, will, will probably come in um, this time and rightly so so I would imagine McGregor, Tavernier, Golson, Simpson Barisic, Davis, Kamara and Aribo your three mid and I would go for Kent and Wright on either side of uh, Morelos and that's your yep. team Barry yep. that's my team look yep. he's got a decision to make you can either play Ruth Hadji or Scott Wright um, I think now's the time for Scott Wright to come into the, the Rangers team again in the, the, the cup game um, he obviously started the game up at McDermott Park um, he wasn't in it too much but he scored an excellent goal um, and obviously come on as a substitute in the cup game and, and looked very lively um, so I would love to see him start the game I think he deserves it with the performances he showed so it'll be interesting to see so the manager's got a decision just in that, that right side for Celtic fans, what do you reckon? John Kennedy says that he's not been promised a position upstairs in a, an Eddie Howe regime. Yeah, it's been made up. <laughs> so <laughs> someone's obviously had a, a guess at it. And I think because of the so much speculation around the manager and behind the scenes, how it might look, you know, I think people just start kind of trying to piece things together themselves and, and putting that out there. But I've not had any discussions around that role at the club with anyone here. So again, it's, it's nothing I can really comment on because it's not been discussed. But it's coming from somewhere, Mark, isn't it? And the Eddie Howe bandwagon is rolling again about an imminent announcement. Some are saying, do you think it's true? Uh, well, it appears to be that way. It has to be one way or another. It has to be a yes or a no probably next week. I mean, surely, you know, at some stage, Dermot Devon has, has got to cut this off and either parade... Um, Eddie Howe and move on and, and decide who the, the the sort of second choice um, is going to be it looks as though um, Eddie Howe is going to be uh, the next manager as for the makeup of his backroom team I don't know I'm, I'm listening to the, the clip that you've played the audio of um, John Kennedy and uh, I th- you know I think that John Kennedy can have a role at Celtic if he wants it um, you know he had discussions with the club <clears throat> towards the end of Brendan Rodgers tenure excuse me <clears throat> about um, the director of football role Yep. so it is something that the club mm. value him in but again Fergal Harkin is a name that, that, that that's not going away and it's been on the radar mm. um, from day one so look, I think we all just want to know what the makeup's going to be the players want to know what the makeup's going to be for example we're hearing about the about media Egan wants Ifferts. to know the yes. media want to know the Celtic supporters want to know before yeah. they commit to season tickets season yeah. tickets haven't uh, been put out yet yeah. So all things like that, um, but the focus, quite rightly, is on Sunday. Um, it's an old firm game, so it means something for sure. And then after that, got to get the manager in. We'll talk about how Celtic might line up in a moment or two with Barry and Mark. Regan is on the line about Eddie Howe. Regan, good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. You and what are you thinking? I'm what, doing good. Yeah, what's the, what's the news? I just I was on the program a few weeks ago, and I said that Eddie Howe is going to be the manager. I just expect it to be on Monday. I expect it anyhow to be in on Monday. Is that hope or expectation, Regan? It's expectation, Paul, yep. because it's been so quiet on the the, the, the out front. I, I know that Jim White said that Eddie Howe's not going to decide until the end of the season, mm-hmm. but I think Eddie Howe is... He's not come out and said no either, so to me that just sentences that it's going to be... The, the, the Celtic manager 
far be it from us to disagree with Jim White, uh, who often listens to us as well, and we hear him in the morning. I mean, Reagan, it's gone on for so long. Barry, you've been saying since, well, January, they need to decide what they're doing. And then Neil Lennon left, and time is going on, but nobody knows for sure. Do you sense, Mark, that he is going to be here? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, if, if you to offer me... Um a free bet Paul I would go with, with, with Eddie Howe as the next manager um, and I think it has to be next week and whether he wants to be in the dugout yep. um, you know for the for Celtic's next game after Sunday which I, I, I think is um, at home at St Johnston on the 12th um, of May so there's two games to, to go after Sunday then yeah why not because if you're going to take the job we always think get in and start right away get the tracksuit on get the sleeves rolled up assess your, your playing staff Assess your other members of staff um, at the club as are guys that you want to work with, don't want to work with. Get a feel for that, and uh, give a supporters, give the supporters a feel for what you're all about. Um, you know, he's got a good CV, um, but they want to know what you are. They want to know if you are up to it because Barry knows better than than me, obviously. But um, it takes a special kind of mentality to manage Celtic mm. or Rangers, and we've all seen managers go in and absolutely crumble, yeah. crumble. And uh, Eddie Howe has to get off to a start, and the sooner he gets in, the better, because he's got a massive job in his hands playing squad. You know, from Ryan Christie to Christopher Ayer to I think well, Edward's a foregone conclusion. Um, he's away, but there's one or two that he'll probably want to keep and try and pull the stops out to, to get them extender contracts. Barry, I agree with Mark. I, I think the best thing is to get in through the doors. Mm-hmm. Mark used the word there: assess what's there, then identify where you have to go and strengthen because it's clear there is players that are going to be leaving coming into the final 12 months of their contract it'll be clear that the manager whoever it is might not fancy who's in there so I think the best thing for Celtic as a club is to get the manager in as quickly as possible for the final few weeks to the, uh, the season and then he can start his work looking forward to next season Regan while you're on let's hear from John Kennedy about the position who is going to be new manager everyone wants answers and everyone wants to know what's going going on and what's going to happen you know but I think they want to get things right make sure they do things properly and then they'll announce it at the right time and probably at that point then it's a much easier decision for everyone to decide on you know whether it's Lee's future or, or whatever else the squad might look like Yeah Lee Griffiths the other big talking point for Celtic as well he, he is speaking about the striker You know Lee's again it was good to see him you know in, in that moment uh, late in the game and that's where he's at his best in the round the box you know but also Odson's you know still a top goal scorer he's maybe not hit the levels that he has uh, in other seasons but he's still a very important player for us you've got Albie in there as well so They've all trained well this week. It certainly gives you food for thought when the striker scores. But again, we'll just have to decide in the next day or so in terms of what we think is the best mix for this game. Barry, what are you thinking? I think yeah. um, he might surprise and go with a different formation. Me and Mark were speaking off air about it. I you, think he might go with Lee Griffiths and Edward up top. You hinted at that on Wednesday. Yeah, I yeah. hinted at that. For the, look... I think Lee Griffiths looked really sharp when he came on against mm. Aberdeen. Yep. You just need to look at the movement. A lot of people go on about El Yunus's cross, and it was a fantastic cross, but just watch Lee Griffiths' movement. He goes in the blind side of the centre-back, in between the centre-back and the full-back, and um, when the ball comes across, it's a cute header. It's well-placed, the, the header. So, look... You know what I think of Lee Griffiths? Yeah. Um, I hope it doesn't play in Sunday, <laughs> if I'm being honest. And do you think that's what Rangers will be thinking? Yeah, listen, yeah. see if that team sheet yeah. came in. I can tell you right now, if that team sheet came in with Edward and Lee Griffiths on it, 
then oh. as a squad you're worried mm. you're worried particularly with it being a new Rangers central defensive partnership yep. if it's yeah. more than likely going to be Goldson and Simpson mm. yep. that's a new partnership so the thing about Lee, Lee Griffiths is Paul it's not about for John Kennedy's decision it's not about ability it's about trust mm-hmm. can he trust them to be part of a team set up because to go and win at Ibrooks you need to be part of a disciplined setup. you know individual moments yes but you need to be part of a structure when you're defending from the front because Rangers like to play it out from the back from Alan McGregor to getting Tavernier and Barisic and Golson involved Davis coming deep so can you trust Lee Griffiths to be part of a setup that helps you get a victory can you trust his fitness can you for at least John Kennedy is the one to a- mm. answer that he hasn't Paul, so far me, he hasn't trusted him me, so there, far there, there, there's clearly doubts mm. you know because it's not if it's only on ability Barry's right mm. he's up there all day long with Edward all day long but there's a trust issue. Reggie, you'll be looking. Yeah. John Kennedy will be watching him closely this week in training. Yep. And if he thinks he's ready, it'll be crossing his mind. Look, I could be playing Lee Griffiths because, um, as I said, he's he's dangerous. Yep. You, you know when he's not even playing well, you know he's always get going to get in a situation. The guile. in the ninety yep. minutes mm-hmm. to get one chance, mm-hmm. and that's all Lee Griffiths needs at times. One chance. Mm-hmm. Regan, you're a big Celtic supporter. What would you do about the strikers? I would play two up front, Paul. I would play Lee Griffiths and I would play Edward as well. I, I, I mean, I was on the programme when Rangers played Celtic the last time, Paul, and I said it was going to be 2-0 two, two to Rangers yep. because James Scottie didn't play. Do you remember the phone that day? I do. Yeah, you did. You got it right. Yeah. I, I 2-0. So I think because James Forrest is playing on Sunday, I think Celtic will win the, the football game. And also, I just want to say well done to Barry for getting the playoff game uh, for Brona on Tuesday. And all the best for that, because it's great to see some some, uh, progressive clubs in Scottish football. You're absolutely right, Reagan. We're going to lose him on Monday night, though. He won't be here because you'll be heading up to. No, Bro- that's nice, Bro- Bro- Reagan. Yeah. That's, that's it's it? coming from a Celtic fan as well, so I, I appreciate that very much. That. No, Reagan, Reagan, yeah. uh, Reagan's right. It's given the, the the way I look at it. It's for football. Mm-hmm. It's for the pyramid system in general to get that opportunity. Um, whoever wins out of us and and Brora, yeah. it gives them an opportunity to play against the forty second club, and that's all I wanted for the start. If it wasn't. Uh, if it wasn't my own club, mm. it was in a situation I would still have had the same um, thoughts on it. So it's great for the pyramid system because when it got brought in in 2015, I thought it was brilliant for the game. Mm. Do you and know, I heard you last night on the phone uh, with the guys, with Rob, and your passion came across and we said that at home. The passion you've got for the pyramid system, and you made it clear, you know, if it's Brora, it could be Kelty, whatever, it, it had Paul, to happen and Paul, it's the right was, thing. I was lucky enough to play at the highest level all my mm-hmm. career but w- when I had free time I always went to lower league games mm-hmm. um, lower league football whether it be league one or league two whether it was the juniors I always enjoyed it and um, now I'm involved in it I see the people that are involved uh, involved at these clubs the ambition that these clubs have got they put a lot of hard earned cash into the facilities they're yep. getting better players so it's a great system the pyramid system and and listen, we'll find out next Saturday at five o'clock who's going through out of us and Brora. See, see yep. last season, an analogy, and I'll keep it short. What happened to you guys last season and to Brora? For me, it was the equivalent of the league authorities turning around to Celtic and saying, you're not getting a chance at the Champions League qualifiers, Europa League qualifiers. You've won your league, but you're not getting your qualifiers. We're pulling you out. What happened last year was an absolute disgrace. And had that, 
the same decision being taken this year and I'm not exaggerating here because it's Barry who's sitting in the studio beside us genuinely Paul would have lost all faith in Scottish mm-hmm. football yep. I mean well shutting the doors honestly if, that, if they do that for two years in a row yep. particularly in breaking a f- yeah. you're going to finish bottom again and you think you what yeah. the ball is bust for sure but it's not at least I've come to the right decision we'll talk about it again before the end Regan so that was really good with yep. you and Barry there what are you going to do you're going to waste Barry's Sunday though what's your prediction then you got it right <laughs> the last time and James Forrest could well be back what do you think the scoreline's going to be my prediction is uh, it's 2-1 to Celtic two. but I'm sure I'll be on, in, on Sunday and I'll <laughs> talk to you guys about it all right, you've just ruined my weekend, Regan. You've ruined it. He was looking good. He's. I just want to ask, Barry, my one final question. Yep. In terms of Stephen Gerrard, right? What happens if Davidson wins the Scottish Cup? Because he goes to Dunfermline Cup, and and Davidson, the 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 manager of the year, would be giving credit to Stephen Gerrard. Okay. Barry's going to answer that after this break. You're on Go Radio. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. The weekend starts here. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and Chris on the traffic and travel. It's been a long week, Chris. It's been a long week. <laughs> it's been a long life. Thanks, Chris. Back in 20 minutes. Keeping you right up to date. It's getting busier and busier, isn't it, now as the uh, lockdown eases. And, uh, yeah... People take care and soon, surely the fans will be back in the stadium. Although I see the cup final is not going from Hamden, so there's not going to be anybody there at I'm all. I'm really disappointed with that, yeah. I have to be honest. Why, really Mark, why are they doing it? Why? Well, it's, it's, yeah. By all accounts, the SFA looked into the approach two or three uh, different stadiums and, and were given the same answer. But, you know, I, I think when you look at it now, um, you know, regardless of what the final is, is going to be, you look at the four teams in the semi, you think... You, I'm just really disappointed I think there's, there's hopefully there's still a way Paul surely mm. it's not too late to go and organise something to get four or five thousand supporters yeah. into I, a cup final I, I read as well it was down to down to costs or, or something like that but surely you can get as Mark just mentioned there three or four thousand fans yeah. in mm. I mean because it's been the last year for professional footballers and all, all, all kind of football all sport it's been tough with no supporters in so I'm disappointed in that news as well I was fully expecting them to try and and, and get away to at least get two or three thousand fans in. We're going to go back in the lines, but there was a question from uh, Reagan just before the break. If St. Johnson win the cup, would Callum Davidson be your manager of the year rather than Stephen Gerrard? Yeah, listen, he's got to be up there with a shout. I mean, if, yeah. if St. Johnson get the, the double, mm. that is unbelievable for a club like, like St. Johnson. Um, if you'd asked me at the start of the season with St. Johnson, I've, I've been uh, playing the way that I've watched them mm. the last few months, would they have won the League Cup I would have says no chance and you played against them your I team played did. against them yep. yes and just gradually month by month St Johnson have got stronger and stronger and better and better and he's got a certain way of playing he's got the, the goalkeeper obviously Xander Clark the, the three boys in the back mm-hmm. three have been exceptional the midfield too Liam Craig and, and Ali McCann um, and they've got real good forward players as well they've got a real good team and I tell you something Paul if Callum Davison manages to keep his best players this summer and adds two or three quality players to that, they could break in and be the third force. 
And is he your manager of the year? Or do you want to wait and see? Let's wait and see. I knew I'm trying to get away from <laughs> That was really good. It was elegant. He took us the Dramocter Pass. Yeah, you know, it was the scenic route. Yeah, St. Johnson won in trof- uh, two trophies. It would have to be. Yes. Yep, okay. Regan, good question great earlier. Question. Matt, yeah. going to ask you uh, that later. Great yeah. debate. Uh-huh. Great debate. On have that. a wee yeah. think about it. Loads of calls coming in. So oh, wait. You've asked me for my answer. No, Matt, for his answer. Guess. Okay, Matt, <laughs> do you want to give it? Yeah. If, if St. Johnson won yeah. the double and bear in the mind top six, Callum Davison's yep. first season. Yep. Two windows to go. Yeah, it'd have to be the manager of the year. Raymond's on the line from Sterling, a Scotland fan. Hi, Raymond. Hi, guys. How are we? Yeah, do you know, we're really good. We had a meeting this afternoon with James. Rob was in socially distanced. Do you know what we're talking about? The Euros. We're getting ready for our coverage here on Go Radio. So we're really looking forward to it. It's getting close, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a long time coming, really, to be honest. I'm looking forward to it myself. Yeah. So what are you thinking about Scottish football? It's on your mind? Uh, just, uh, obviously I thought about it a lot last year when COVID hit and I thought it was a perfect opportunity for the restructuring of Scottish football. I think myself it's went a bit uh, stale and stagnant, particularly in the lower leagues. And I've heard Barry talking a few times on it. Uh, he's obviously keen for the restructuring with position he's in in the club. He's at with. He's obviously looking to expand the leagues to get progression for himself. But I was wondering how far you think it could go. For me, for me, I think we could probably reduce to a third, to a three tiers rather than four. Make the top league sixteen, the bot, the middle league sixteen, and possibly a sixteen league bottom tier. What do you think, guys? Mark, what do you reckon on that? This this comes up every so often. Get bigger leagues, fewer number of leagues, but more teams. Uh, I, I like the top 12 um, the way it is Raymond you know I, I really enjoy the split I think it's good that you know it really adds to it you know everybody playing against each other at one half of the table and uh, at the other half of the table so no I wouldn't change the, the 12 um, below that yeah you can look at it um, what I would do for sure now not necessarily making it more teams but I'd certainly make it more open for uh, promotion and relegation in the pyramid so for example um, Brora and Kelty going straight up two from League 2 coming straight down and also have a playoff so like you know second in the Lowland and second in the Highland play off against each other the way they do just now and the winner of that would play against third bottom in League 2 and really open it up um, there and give the, the pyramid um, more of a pathway um, into senior football mm-hmm. Barry what do you reckon? Yeah, look, I, I like the 316s that Raymond's just mentioned. I also like the fact the way the Premier League is. I, I love the split up here. That's one thing I do. I enjoy the split. But I think they've got to open up. We're the only league with the pyramid system is it's not automatic promotion and not automatic relegation. Now, why, th- why is that? I, I don't know. If you look, I think the way the English pyramids ran mm-hmm. in terms of the conference, top of the conference is promoted, bottom of the league two is relegated, mm-hmm. and then second, third and fourth playing a playoff for the second bottom in League 2 in England I think that's a great way to operate as well I think we need to change something up here I think there's too much of a barrier for the, the, the pyramid system because we obviously need to go and play a double, double header sorry, against Brora and then we obviously need to go and play a double header against the 42nd club in the SPFL which I don't think is very, very fair I think you should open it up and have automatic promotion an automatic relegation because then if they bring that in I'm sure the clubs that are always flirting with relegation 
need to go and do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe need to invest a bit more into yeah. their squad. Try and find investment for somewhere. I know money's money's hard to come by at this moment in time. I understand that, but I think if you do that, then clubs maybe start to think, right? You know what? We we need to get our act together because I, I do believe that there's a number of clubs in League Two are just happy to be in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. There's no real competition for them. No. They know that they're not going to, you know, they're not going to go down unless they're absolutely. But can I, bottom. I say one thing yeah. about the pyramid system? Uh-huh. There's hungry clubs in that pyramid sure. uh, pyramid system. Yep. I can talk from my own league, the Lowland League. There's mm-hmm. five or six clubs that are gunning to get out of there and they're ready to go into League Two. Same for the Highland League, I'm sure. I know Brora are. There's another two or three clubs. And even in tier six below us, you said there's yeah. three or four Come clubs through. who are now ready mm-hmm. with the facilities and the infrastructure to start going through the leagues. Raymond, come back to the Premiership part of it and Mark, over the years people say though, what Rangers against a Dunfermline or whatever or a Wraith Rovers coming up or that there's too big a a disparity between the two the size of Rangers and Celtic and the smaller clubs and 16's too many mark in the Premiership 16 does the work for me Paul right. it doesn't yeah. appeal to me and look the bottom line is as well you, we need to have a system in our top flight that gives you four old firm games mm-hmm. that's the only way you get the TV revenue Ka-ching. if you reduce yeah. it to two all of a sudden Sky are, 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 are turned off or yeah. the money's halved mm-hmm. and you know let's be honest we need the money every mm-hmm. club sure. um, needs the money and to go back to Barry's point about you know why is it not more open um, at League Two and with the, the pyramid? It's absolutely down to self-preservation. Uh, when the voting structure was there, it was all about League Two yeah. clubs want to save themselves for that very point mm-hmm. that he made. But I get it's time to, to to look at it and open it up more because there's too many good teams, too many ambitious teams in the Lowland and in the Highland. Um, that have been prevented from being given a pathway to getting in. Mm-hmm. Raymond, you're a Scotland fan. Do you go to other teams? You know, do you go and see a, a particular team uh, during the season? I, I didn't go to the games, but I follow another team who didn't do very well on a regular basis. And now, although they have just won an awful lot of trophies. <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever to say, but I can't quite <laughs> think of. So, uh, what do you think for Sunday yeah, then? Can... What, what, what do you reckon then for Sunday? Uh, probably another thrill and nothing each. You reckon, yeah? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, that, that would probably suit Rangers, wouldn't it? Go unbeaten for the season. Celtic didn't get beat, so. Well, it's still. I think Rangers uh, defensively 20. are strong enough to, okay. to kind of go with that. Can I just, can I just say something on your on the guys' points on the. Sure, on the top of course, league? yeah. Uh, see if we went to a top top sixteen league. Yep. Obviously, as you say, there's a bit of disparity between the clubs at the at the bottom end, but. Mm. The teams that we've ended up with in the Championship recently in the last five, six, seven years, Hearts, Hibs, Dundee United for long spells, there's been space in that league for another three or four teams to be competing. Mm-hmm. If, I, if we went to a top league of 16, I would, I would propose that there was still a split, but I would split it in three and have the top four play each other after 30 games. So you would still get your old firm games, your four old firms, but it would be in this season... At 30 games, Rangers and Celtic would have played each other twice. Two games against Hibs and two games against uh, Aberdeen. Do the same at the bottom end of the league with the bottom four playing off for two relegation spots. And in the middle of the league, they could have a kind of a playoff system where surely, surely from whatever you would be, 14th in the league, getting a chance at a playoff and possibly rewarding the, the winners of that playoff system with a European spot. Mark, what do you reckon on that? Uh, well, well, you take this season for an example. Mm-hmm. Potentially, fifth place in the league is going to get a European spot. Mm-hmm. So, so how how would that 
How would that work? Because it almost Back sounds again. as if you're just having a middle section with nothing, no a lot going uh-huh. on. But there is now, yeah. Yeah, so. No, that's, that's what I would say, though. If the middle section at 30 games, you would take the eight teams in the middle section and put them into a kind of playoff site type system where fifth played against 15th or 14th, whatever it would be, sorry, 12th probably, mm-hmm. 12th, and then they would play off and the winners would keep progressing. But eventually, after six games, you would have. The winners of a playoff system in a European spot. Well, Raymond, think, you'll I need to put that in writing. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, need, yeah. you'll need to stick that in writing. But listen, it's good to have new thoughts about <laughs> it. Listen, I'm all for that. I'm all for something different. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, as a, a football nation, we do need to rejig the leagues. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think it's been the same for far too long. And yeah. I'm all for everybody's opinion getting round the table. But quite honestly, I don't think. Um, the lower level in Scottish football want any change. No, they don't. Which is a worry for me. Mm. You're absolutely right. Listen, thanks for that call, Raymond. No doubt we can speak about it again. Let's go back on the lines. Derek is on, a Rangers fan. Derek, good evening. Good evening, uh, football. Good evening, panel. Uh, what would uh, the panel think that uh, Ed relegation would be now? Does Barry still think it would get into the top four in England? Another point about Johnson. Okay, hold on a second. So, Derek, you, what's the valuation now on Edward? We spoke about 12, it. 12, 15 ago. million quid. Yep. Celtic will still command for Edward. Derek? Do you still think you would get into the top four in England, Barry? Top six, top six. yes. I said top, top six, not top four. I think you said top, I'm sure you said top four. Right, I'll get the producer to go back and look at that. I said top six. Uh, you were on a few months ago, Derek, weren't you? Yeah, it was top six because you said championship and obviously we were talking about the Premier League in England. Do you still think you would get into one of their teams? Yes, I still think he's good enough. Do you think you would get in, Mark? Edward, if, if Edward's going for about 15 million quid, which I think will be his valuation, um, yeah, 12 to 15 uh, in the summer, that kind of money, um, yeah, I, c- I could see a, a, a top uh, being part of a, a squad in a, a Spurs or an Arsenal or a Leicester or a West Ham who are all top six, top seven. Then, yeah, that can have value, yeah. I think, bear in mind, is what, 22, 23? I think all day long, so no See, the argument me and Derek were having, I think he's good enough to play in the top six in England without a doubt, ability wise. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, can I disagree mm. with yeah. that? Derek, he's been off the boil this season, yeah. but, uh, you know, ability's there forever, mm. and he's not a problem player, he's not got an attitude problem, uh, albeit he's not played well for, for Celtic this season, but his ability's there. And um, France under twenty one striker. So that could, listen, if Celtic were looking for thirty five to forty million, no. But now he's down in the final year of his contract. Ballpark fifteen million quid down the road all day long. Derek, would you not agree that's not a Rangers lot of money? Make, yep. Do you think Rangers will make a bid for that St. Johnson player? Is it McCann? Uh, Ali McCann. Yep. I hope they do. Yes. I hope they do. He's a player that I've I've um, I've spoke about on this show a number of times. Mm. Derek, I, I think. Over the last six or so month, he's improving every single time I, I see him. I think he's going to be a, a top player, the kid. Honestly, do. I was worried at the start of the season in terms of the, the his physical ability, but I think he's grown into his body. And every time I watch him, he's improving game by game. Also, you look at his level of uh, Derek. Uh, 
as much as you'd have been, you'd have been disappointed on, on Sunday night, but his level of composure and maturity to stick that penalty away, Aye. the winning penalty against Alan McGregor, mm. you know, right away you've got to try and beat the best goalkeeper in the country with that spot kick, with that pressure, and uh, he managed to do it. And uh, yeah, he's for me, he's 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 progressed um, into a two million pound player, and even then, that would be a bargain considering what you're going to get the next decade out of him. But yeah, he's a top player, and uh, does he have the ability to go and play for? A club such as Rangers, for me, absolutely, but only at the right price. He's an international player as well yeah, for mm-hmm. Northern Ireland. Yeah, highly he, rated. He, yeah, yep. and he's a he's a starter for Northern Ireland. Yep. Good point. Um, and listen, could it be an idea for Rangers to go and get mm-hmm. him? He's got a brilliant mentor of Rangers. Did go and get him, and Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis. Yep. Derek, what's your scoreline for Sunday? Uh, one each. Was one one each? Do you think so? Yeah. So the invincible season will continue and Rangers could go all the way then. Uh, all right, Derek, listen, thanks very much for calling. 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show, Glasgow's newest radio station. Thanks for making the switch. We're on from five every night. Coming up soon, it's the Livingston captain, Marvin Bartley. Let's go! I think the good thing from our point of view is there's still some things that we want to try and achieve as a group. We want to try and set the clean sheet record if we can. We want to try and remain unbeaten. We've got a big game to look forward to this weekend. From a, from my personal point of view, I want to try and keep the players as motivated as I can to try and finish the season as strong as we can. It is a unique situation because to win the league was the 7th of March. Naturally, there will be certain players that come away from where they were previous to that because everyone was in such a zone and so focused to try and get the club over the line. Stephen Gerrard looking forward to Rangers against Celtic 12 on Sunday and we'll be on Barry Ferguson, Davey Proven and myself Sunday afternoon and tomorrow afternoon St Mirren against Hamilton, Motherwell against Kilmarnock, Hebbs against St Johnson, Dundee United against Ross County and Livingston against Aberdeen and delighted to welcome to the programme Marvin Bartley, the captain of Livy. Good evening Marvin. Good evening. Hello, Marvin. Yeah, are you okay? Ah, uh, yeah, we are. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well, thanks. Good, Marvin. We'll come to the games at the weekend, but obviously today the social media blackout of many of uh, the sporting bodies, the football clubs, many of the media, and I know it's something that you hugely support as well because we're not going to wipe it out in one day. But as we saw you today in the front page of the record, um, some you know really harrowing comments from you, and just bringing it home for people how horrible the racist comments can be Marvin and you know Barry's got it there in front of him Mark too and we're all with you uh, it was really it, it was tough to read Marvin to be honest yeah no exactly and then you know it's tough to read but it's even tougher to go through as you sure. can imagine um, you know I think for far too long we've kind of sat in the backgrounds and, and, and done nothing it's been it's been fantastic to see not only the football family but you know the sporting society um and sporting family rather coming together and saying you know we've had enough of this and you know you've seen sponsors and stuff also get involved now with it um just because we can't just sit there and do nothing you know people are being hurt day in day out you know people are victim of not only racial abuse but other forms of discrimination also um and it's, it's, it's been tough it's been really really tough you know and as i said it's getting worse by the day because the longer the social media companies do nothing about it the more people that are jumping on the bandwagon and thinking it's okay to send these sorts of messages and you were saying that someone could end up taking their own life because of the abuse. Not, not, yeah, not could, they will. 
listen, I've spoken to, and that and that's the that's the reality of it. You know, it's not good. It will happen. Um, you know, I've spoken to a, a couple of players, but one in particular, a, a young player, and he just said, I don't know where to turn now. You know, I think he was finding things tough anyway, as as we all know, playing football is extremely stressful at the best of times, you know, and you're going through bad form and people are constantly judging your performance and everything else on social media. Now, that's hard enough. Um, but, you know, when you start to get these things on top of it, you know, he actually said, I don't know where to turn. And I was worried for his welfare. And, you know, there's no chance that... A, not anyone should be going through it, but a young player, to hear those things, it was it was heartbreaking. You know, and, and it made me think that this one day this is going to push somebody over the edge. And, you know, before that happens, you need the social media companies and you need the government as well. And they've been just as bad. They've been silent on this. You know, we saw when the Super League stuff was coming about and they were calling emergency meetings and they were going to pass laws and everything else. Yeah. Now, what about this stuff that's been going on? And as I said, it's not just racial abuse, all forms of abuse. You know, you saw the stuff that Shane Duffy went through. We've seen that kind of yeah. um, other things people have been dealing with also. And it's enough is enough you know and that's kind of the slogan that's been going on but I, I want the government to step in if the social media companies won't then it's time for the government to do something Barry just listen to Marvin there speak about a young player that, that that's sad isn't it? honestly it's um, it's hard to, to listen and I, I've just read obviously Marv's um, interviewing the, the, the Daily Record Marv I was going to ask you do you suffer racial abuse on a daily basis do you know what, Barry? It's not on a it's not on a daily basis, but um, I, I have suffered it. And, mm-hmm. and I, the the most recent one I knew was coming. You know, after the Glen Kamara incident, and you know the role I'm playing with the kind of the Scottish FA, and I've yeah. been at the kind of the front of these things, and I and I spoke openly and passionately about it, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And I knew, you know, that somebody was gonna kind of get annoyed at that, and I, I knew I was gonna face some form of backlash. And you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to work out where the person was from who racially mm-hmm. abused me and, and wrote these things um, on the picture. And as I said in the kind of to the papers, that it wasn't somebody who, um, you know, had created a new account. This person had over 3,000 followers. There's actually their account. But this is where we're getting now. People aren't scared of the repercussions because there aren't any. Mark, it's disgusting, These, isn't it? these guys are sick ahead. Yeah. Honestly, see when I'm listening to that, it just makes me um, makes me angry. So, <coughs> it makes me angry, upset. There's quite a, can see a number yeah. of emotions because mm-hmm. um, obviously I've played with a lot, a lot of footballers. Yeah, um, but to just like, just to get it, mm-hmm. like this, but there's got to be something done about this. See if you're on social media, there's got to be. They've got to give their passport number. They've got to give their driving license number. Something has got to go to these social media companies because. Um, People that are allowed to go on and abuse them racially, sexually, whatever, it's just an absolute disgrace. It actually angers me. I'm just, I I don't know, I'm a mixture of emotions here. I think um, Marvin's uh, point there for me is is, hits the nail in in the head is because the social media companies, your um, your Twitter and all the rest of them, Mm. clearly aren't they going to do anything? They're not going to do enough. So it is on the government. Mm. This is now on the government to do something. And are they open to doing something, Marvin? Are they serious? Are they paying lip service? Are they just burying their head in, in, in the sand? What is the feeling that you're getting or what, that you guys are getting from um, the government in terms of the, the, the different committees and action groups? Well, 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 they're saying nothing. You know, I think that that's, that's the worst thing about it. They're saying nothing at all. You know, we... 
and this is the most embarrassing thing because people are going through this on a daily basis. So obviously, the, the, you know, the government can see what's going on. They're not oblivious to the abuse that people are facing on a daily basis. And, and it makes me laugh, you know, because when pe- you know, certain parties want you to vote for them and saying, oh, we're for the people and everything else, well, come out and show that. Because it's not just, you know, the people that are being discriminated against. It's everybody, a high percentage of society, you know, are against this form of kind of abuse that people are facing. Everyone thinks it's wrong. You know, so why are they not coming out and saying, you know what, to the social media companies, either you get your house in order or we'll sort it out. So either you tell us the details of these people who are doing these things when we ask you for them, when the authorities ask for them, or we'll hold you accountable for it and we'll start sanctioning you with fines. Because I'll tell you what, when it starts hitting people in the pocket, you'll see the change. Social media companies will start with this verification and all these other things if the government then says to them, listen, if somebody is abused, you know, within the UK... You know, we come to you for their details and you're unable to provide us with their details, we'll hold you accountable for it. Because then somebody is held responsible, whether it's the individual or it's a social media platform. It's one or the other. But it will quickly sort itself out. And as I said, social media companies can sort this out overnight. As Barry was saying there, if you get, if they make them people verify their accounts, this, this sort of abuse will pr- drop dramatically overnight. And if people don't want to verify their accounts, then give me the option to say, I don't want those people to be able to comment on my post or message me or, you know, like, or write on my pictures. Give me that sort of power because I don't want to be abused on a daily basis. You know, no, nobody wants that. Nobody goes on social media for that. Uh, Marvin, is, is the 72-hour blackout, is that going to be an offer? Can you see it, you know, all of us go down the road of the, the example that Terry and Ree sent two or three weeks ago when it's just off it permanently? You know, I, I, I don't want to come off it permanently and I don't think people should because I think it gives, you know, football fans or, you know, if you're a fan of somebody, it gives you a chance to interact with that person. I mean, 15 years ago, if I wanted to, or 20 years ago, if I wanted to interact with somebody who, you know, played for Arsenal, I'd have to see them on the street. Yeah. You know, now if you send them a tweet and some people reply to you, social media does an awful lot of good. Yeah. And I don't think that the small minority should drive the, you know, the people off there and stop that interaction between, you know, player and fans or if it's a film star you like or whatever it is, you know. And, and also you, you can speak to your family on the other side of the world. You can see their pictures. You can kind of share their experiences that they're going through. So why should a small minority drive us off? I, and honestly, you know, I go on social media and sometimes people don't agree with me, but I, you know, have opinionated discussions and I really enjoy it, you know, no matter who people support. Um, so I, I do enjoy that side of it. So I don't want to be driven off by these, you know, small-minded people. I want the government to stand up. I want the social media companies to stand up. And as I said, give me that option. If people don't want to verify their accounts, then it's probably you've got something to hide. So I don't want to interact with you. Marvin, it's brilliant that what you're doing and I, you're, you're getting support now from people. And I hear you loud and clear there for governments to intervene and do something about this. The important thing for Marv and um, all the rest of the people is keep working hard at it. Mm-hmm. And at some stage, it's got to change. Mm. It's got to change. Marv, is it hard to turn your mind to the football then? Do you have to then sort of say, right, okay, I'm getting ready for tomorrow and the match with Aberdeen because you're so passionate. You're doing such a... Well, it's so necessary, this job, because as you said, it's not could. Mm. This is going to happen about somebody's life. It's just, it's massive. Um, Yep, getting ready for tomorrow. We're trying to bring you... uh, towards that for the match itself and you're going to uh, you've got Aberdeen tomorrow in fact we'll not get into that tomorrow Mark but we, we we admire the way that he manages to do both and, and Mark you want to pay tribute to that yeah no it, it, it's great and it's good that the SFA have created uh, a role and it's it? good yeah. that, that that Marvin has has got a profile and is willing to go and, and tackle this and speak honestly 
um, about it and, and it is all about awareness it's about naming and shaming the thing is you, know, you watch Sky and you watch the ticker tape mm. it seems like I think there was one there I was watching was a 49 year old man charged yeah. with I watched you know, that. and you think what, oh, what is going on awful, awful. What, I'm okay, let's, you know, what was his yeah. family thinking what's his family yeah. thinking Yep, an Cowards. absolute joke. Marvin, can I uh, throw down something to you? Can I just say to Marv yep. not to kick my my young nephew tomorrow? Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Barry, I, I was just thinking about that as well. So let, let's not talk about the game because he'll definitely be getting kicked. Marvin, since we're, we're, we're yep. going more light-hearted now and onto the yep. the football, will you be in the dugout beside Eddie Howe next season at Celtic? <laughs> 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 is Eddie Howe going to Celtic is he I'm not uh, sure come on now that. Marvin come on now <laughs> Uh, well, uh, no, I don't even know what, I don't know what Eddie Howe's doing I've not spoke to him for a number of years so All right, your guess is as good as mine we'll, Marvin, we'll I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to say Barry is playing obviously his team are playing on Tuesday will you join us in the studio on Monday night then come in with Mark and myself because uh, Barry you've got Brora the next day so will you join us Marvin on Monday yeah, 100%. I'll be in there and uh, you know, I'll be wishing Barry and his boys all the best on Tuesday as well. I'll be uh, paying to watch that if they've got the kind of subscription thing going on. So Fantastic. I'll definitely yeah. be there Monday. Cheers, Marv. Look forward to it. And we wish you all the best with it. Well, we'll talk about it again on Monday. And also tomorrow, Livy against Aberdeen should be a good game. Marvin, thanks so much for joining us and go. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. Well, that was really powerful content there from Marvin Bartley, the captain of Livingston. What an outstanding individual he is, isn't he, Barry? Yeah, it's great work he's doing. It's great to see it. And I think Mark mentioned it when he was speaking to Marv. It's great that the SFA have, have set up um, the group of people uh, to go and do something about it. Um, but my only worry is with this blackout starting today mm. and over the weekend, is uh, is it going to do much? I hope it does. At least it's something. Yeah, it's something. Um, it's just it's horrible to hear Marv yeah. talking about that young player there. Think about... Yep. Um, killing himself I mean that, that's hard to listen to um, but listen Marv's doing a, a fantastic job that's for sure the, th- the thing that, that gives me great uh, hope and great encouragement Paul is when I listen to Marvin Bartley there you listen to like Troy Deeney down so I hear yep. him in talk sport mm-hmm. with, yep. with, with Alan McCoy yep. um, in the morning the, these black players ain't letting this go yep. and, and that's great there's a great determination there to see change through they're not paying lip service to it it's not yep. just a week you know but we'll do this for a weekend it makes us yeah. look good sure. you know they are absolutely determined to bring about change and to make sure if there's any wrongdoing that people are brought to, to justice now, whether that be social media companies individuals even the government now the government are in their sights mm-hmm. yep. and rightly so they're going for it and good on them you hear it there with Marvin thanks to everyone who's calling in messages of support 0808 17 17 700 and looking forward to the weekend as well I liked when you mentioned about uh, yeah watch Lewis tomorrow and he said I was thinking about having a yeah I, I watched the game um, 
was it a week or so ago mm-hmm. Livingston were up at uh, Pedro in the cup game, yeah, cup game yeah. and yeah. they had a right few kicks at, at Lewis <laughs> um, I was screaming um, down the TV at him um, but listen that's the type of player Marv is. He's, a, he's he an about yeah. it. He's an aggressive footballer, yeah. Marv, and, and yeah. that's part of the that's part of the game. That's part of the game that I actually enjoy. That I think's missing at times for some of the games I watch. Do you know what we loved before the program? We won't say who the player was. We were talking about an ex-pro, and you said when we when Rangers played against them, you used to shout. Leave him with the ball. <laughs> leave him with oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to reveal his name before that, the end of the show. Be, yeah. <laughs> 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. <laughs> loads of calls coming in. Let's hear from the two managers looking forward to the match. First of all, Stephen Gerrard. All fame always helps in terms of getting the players ready and motivated and in the zone. I think all the players are aware how important the fixture is. doesn't matter when they fall or, or what's at stake at the end of the day. It's three, three points. We want to try and finish with as many points as we can. As I say, we want to try and go for the whole season unbeaten. And you always want to beat your local rivals. So the importance of the game goes without saying. But as you say, on the back of a, a setback in midweek, which was a, one that stung, uh, ideally we can, we can bounce back in a, in a good way the weekend. John Kennedy. Yeah, it's important. Obviously, it's not something we want to be attached to or we, we want to happen. And we always, you always get judged against Rangers. You always get judged against your, your biggest rivals. So again, we've not been good enough in the, the games recently this season because of performance-wise and you know the last three especially. There's not been a lot in the games in terms of general play. But Rangers have taken the big chances. They've taken the chances in the game we haven't. So that's been the deciding factors, and we have to change that. When we create our big moments, we've got to be more ruthless. Rangers without Hollander and Arfield. James Forrest could well be back for Celtic. Celtic fan is on the line now. Terry, good evening, Terry. Good evening, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good, thanks. How are you? Yes, I'm very well. It's a weekend, a lot of bank holiday weekend. Of course, bank holiday, yep. Uh, we'll be here Monday evening, though, when we're on in Sunday afternoon. So what do you want to say about the match at Ibrox on Sunday? Uh, well, first off, I want to commend uh, Marvin Bartley just for what he's uh, kind of points he made in that in regards to uh, racism and whatnot just think we need to stamp out all forms of racism and obviously this country's got a, a big problem with sometimes with sectarianism so I just hope yep. don't bury our heads in understand and that gets addressed as well head on for sure we absolutely agree with you we agree Terry so but, what, what about for Sunday point, yep. point, sorry the point for the weekend is in regards to team selection uh, obviously I think John or Kennedy made a bit of a mistake with Laxalt the last time putting him in so I really hope Taylor's in there but also I just think he's not strong enough I mean Celtic that's a dead rubber game really obviously well, but well they say that it's never a dead rubber but yeah. I think he needs to be a bit strong and I'd, I'd be dropping I'd be dropping Brown or Sorrow and there's no, no room for sen- mm-hmm. sentimentality here Yep. Uh, and also even Edward I'd be putting Griffiths in mm-hmm. and because obviously Celtic's playing for a bit of pride here so I just hope even the shape and formation's a bit different I, I know we created a lot of chances the last time but I just felt Rangers team game management the last time they could have moved up again if they wanted to mm-hmm. so just that Barry Sorrow for Brown uh, just what, what Terry says there, that there's no such thing as a dead rubber old firm yeah. game. I saw you. Uh, that, yeah. There's there's no way. I, I don't care if no. if Rangers. Uh, look, Terry, it's only my opinion. If if Rangers were 100 no, no, points clear, or vice versa, uh, Celtic were 100 points clear. It's an old firm game. You want to obviously go in and beat your fiercest rivals. Um, but in terms of 
Was it Sorrow you just mentioned? Yeah, Look, uh-huh. I'll be honest with you, when Neil Lennon brought Sorrow into the team, I didn't know too much about him because mm. he hadn't played much, but I've got to be honest with you, I was impressed with him. Uh-huh. I thought he looked apart. So he why is he not in much? Sorry. What? What? Listen, John Kennedy's got mm-hmm. decisions to make. Um, I know Scott Brown's not going to be there next year. He's obviously gone up to Aberdeen. Um, and look, a few uh, my mates who are, are Celtic fans have mentioned um, Sorrow. Where, where's he been? How's he not been playing? And he's one change that you could maybe see happening. But listen, that comes down to John Kennedy. But in terms of Sorrow as a player, I think he's got something. There's no doubt about it. Guy's a decent player. Mm-hmm. Mark, what would you do about Sorrow this weekend? Scott Brown, amazing. 14 years. Yeah. 13 and a half of them, amazing. But would you start with Sorrow on Sunday? No, I'd start with Scott Brown all day long. I'd be absolutely astonished if Scott Brown isn't leading the Celtic team out at Ibrox at 12 o'clock on uh, Sunday. This is his last game for Celtic. Uh, this will be the last. This is for Celtic and Rangers. This For both of them, this is now the, the final big game of the season because there's nothing else to, to, to play for so I think after it so look, it, it comes down to two things Rangers trying to go through the season the league season unbeaten Celtic trying to stop them for Celtic it's the one piece of credibility they can emerge with for the past yeah. nine months is that mm-hmm. we stopped Rangers from going unbeaten for Rangers it's keeping the run going I think it's five games now since Celt- since Rangers lost um, to Celtic they want to extend that another 90 minutes even even at Ross the onus is more on Celtic to go and win the game um, obviously at a point uh, I'm sure obviously Stephen Gerrard would rather win the game but give them a draw and then you've got two games to go to go through the 38 games unbeaten uh, Livingston away and Aberdeen at home um, for me the team selection Terry the, I think the Rangers team Barry yeah. and I are both talking at the top of the show I don't know if you heard it the Rangers team almost picks itself for me just one whether he goes with, with Wright or or, uh, or Hadji I think he'll go with Scott yeah. Wright and for Celtic I'm probably looking at, at 12 outfield players to fill 10 spaces and also the formation Barry thinks he might change to 3-5-2 I can definitely see the merit um, in that but you've got Kenny Ayer, Welsh, Taylor, Brown, McGregor, Forrest, Turnbull, El Mohamedy, Edward, Griffith, and Christie. For me, it's 10 out of those 12. Um, and, you know, John Kennedy has to get it spot on. In, in terms of t- yep. Taylor, Taylor for me is a, a certain style. I, 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 I didn't the, even include Laxa on those sure, 12 yep, players. I think everyone agrees. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and, and listen, he, he must be disappointed because I'll be honest with you. Uh, when Taylor's played for Celtic I don't think he's ever let him down No, he doesn't get the credit really that maybe No, but that's deserves. normal because he's came for Kilmarnock uh-huh. that, yep. That's normal whether it's Rangers or Celtic sure. If they come for a smaller club It's, it's different with Laxell came for AC Milan and it's mm. this big player But Greg Taylor for me every time he's he's played for Celtic And I've watched mm. Celtic He's never let them down nah, He's a so- Te- solid Sol- 7 out of 10 right. every yep. Terry, do you want to come back in defence of Sorrow? I just, as I say, I, I, I quite liked him when he played, mm-hmm. and I, I know your Paul's uh, Mark sorry saying about Brown, obviously clearly start, but I just think there's no room for sen- sentimentality mm-hmm. here. It's just like I mean. Who was it? Well, by the way, Terry, just just to home? be clear, Terry, just to be clear, yeah. I'm not picking Scott Brown for sentimental. Uh, reasons because it'll be his last game against you I'm picking him because I believe it's right that he starts the game because I think he's got plenty to offer in that game I like Sora I agree with Barry Sora's going to be a big player for the new manager next season however that may be but um, no I'm picking Brown on on, on merit on merit absolutely and Terry here is John Kennedy speaking about his captain obviously Scott's had a fantastic career here very successful one and he's been a dominant figure in Scottish football for a number of years now it'd be nice you know for Scott to go out on a high 
been a challenging season, probably one that he envisaged would be, you know, different for him. But it is what it is. We have to deal with that and make the most of what's left. You know, people always talk about, you know, replacing Scott Brown. I'm not sure it'll be possible, but I think we got the club will have to, you know, deal with life without him and involve without him. But certainly getting into the game, it'd be good for the team to collectively pull together, you know, to send Scott on his way in a high. Terry, what's uh, your feeling about the manager's position? I know there's a kind of buzz again that it's going to be Eddie Howe to be announced next week. I haven't a clue if it is the case. What do you feel? Um, just don't believe anything I hear. <laughs> I, I'm old enough to remember Mo Johnson being paraded by a Celtic top on and still not start the season. So, <laughs> yeah, until couple, I see yeah. that manager sitting in the dugout, that's when I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I do Which, hope. I do hope it is Eddie Howe. But yeah. Obviously, I want. I want that manager that kind of coaches the players as well. I, I, I kind of like that. Obviously, obviously, off the back of a kind of Rogers type manager. Yeah, makes but, them better players. Yeah, you want them to improve players. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of players there that probably this year people saying they're writing them off. And but another coach comes in, does different things with them. I mean, the goalkeeper Barkas. I mean, I'm willing to give that guy another chance because he's Are just you? not done nothing this year. You're very forgiving, oh, Terry. Well, I mean, he's not done an awful lot wrong. There was the problem is there's hardly been there've been no big saves from him. Uh, but it was five million pounds, Terry. Well, there was no big. I can't really recall it. I remember one save at Ross County, and that was like August or September. I, I don't recall any other big saves or anything at all from. And obviously, get dropped. But, but as I say, I'd be willing to, to give that guy a chance. But. Say, just you, is your holiday weekend started yeah, early, Terry? <laughs> no, it certainly hasn't. I'm in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Barkas, there's no evidence to suggest that he's ever going to be anywhere near a Celtic goalkeeper. And I'm talking about a title-winning Celtic goalkeeper, Terry. You look at what Celtic have had no. during nine in a row. You look, you look what Rangers have had this season. Bar- Barkas isn't anywhere near that kind of bracket. And if your team, your football club is going to be serious about winning the title back next season, um, they can't have Barkas anywhere near the goalkeeping position. I think what you do agree on, though... Yep, sorry, when you go. Sorry, I'm just... I've seen Barkas against Bayern Munich and big teams in the Champions League and some of the saves he was pulling off are unbelievable. And I just don't... I can't believe I'm not, not seeing this side of this guy. So... Again, I get what you're saying. Maybe nobody anywhere near the team, but another coach might see something in him. He might. Yep. Never know. And there are people who saw him playing for Athens, where he played absolutely brilliantly. What about Griffiths? I think everyone here agrees that Griffiths could well feature on Sunday and could start up front with Edward. Yes, yeah. Barry. Hope, yeah. Oh, Sorry. No, no, Barry. I'm, you I'm love hopeful. him. You, you love him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hopeful he doesn't start. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, because yeah, as I said to you, <laughs> Barry wants Barkas at number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, listen, uh, I just, you know what I think, Lee yeah. Griffiths, mm-hmm. I think he's a fantastic finisher. I think team, I don't know what's happening in terms of the contract situation, but as I said, I think it could be a real possibility that you might see both Lee Griffiths and Edward um, starting up top. I think after the formation and the performance that Celtic gave the last time they came to Ibrooks a couple of weeks ago, I think it'll be in the back of... Um, John Kennedy's mind that he may go with a different formation to maybe surprise Rangers because um, I'm sure Rangers will think they'll, they'll come with the formation that John Kennedy's played since he's come into the, the manager's role so yeah I, I've got a sneaky feeling that 
Lee Griffiths might start. Here's John Kennedy about the Griffiths contract position. Nothing decided for yet, so I think Lee will have a discussion with the guys at the club, probably in the coming week or so, two weeks maybe, and decide what's what's going to happen going forward. But he's been good. He's been good as gold. Lee's trained well. Fully, you know, applied himself the way we want. So we just have to see how that goes in the coming weeks. And his ambition for the game? I mean, football can change very, very quickly. Seeing it from the dominant success we've had, you know, to go into such a tough season very quickly. So quickly can change, you know, and it's the same going the other way. So again, every opportunity you receive you've got to try and make that the turning point for us it's very much about you know the next game being Rangers can we set it all out to, to make this a start point of the next year of success um, so we have to do that you know and whether it's Sunday or whether it's you know the next game we have to then get the wheels in motion in terms of how we, we move forward and Stephen Gerrard on the Rangers mentality which has seen uh, it's been so dominant in the league this season I've said it on numerous occasions when we first arrived going in against Celtic was really tough because the, there was a lot of damage that had been done previously going into the early old firms it was really tough to, to, to make the players believe but obviously all the battles and the, the games that we've played we've had some real good results especially of late and that helps in terms of confidence and belief going into the fixture that doesn't mean it's going to be any easier because Celtic have got good players and they're a good team and it's always a tough challenge but it does feel different now Terry what do you think is going to happen what's your prediction for Sunday as I say I'm just not really I just feel as if Rangers game management this season has been they've been tip top with that and uh, Celtic really are playing for a bit of pride here and try to give something back to the fans this year so I'll go for a 2-1-1 you're going for 2-1 for Celtic Terry thanks very much for calling Cheers, lads. Cheers. Have a nice bank holiday weekend. Exactly. Enjoy it. You're reminding us it's the bank holiday weekend. 2-1, he reckons. What are you thinking, Barry? I'm not going to ask you a prediction until <laughs> later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Terry didn't sound too confident, but he, he thought maybe 2-1. I'm just thinking what you were saying about Griffiths, Griffiths and Edward. This well, team I'm just year. listening to yeah. John Kennedy's mm-hmm. interview there. He's yeah. trained well. Yeah. Um, he's applied himself mm-hmm. well. That tells me that there's a good chance that he, he may start. There's, mm. there's also as well, you've heard John Kennedy mention a couple of times in these interviews as we've created big moments but not taking them. Mm-hmm. So if you put yourself at that line of thinking, so I've got a better chance. If we're creating, creating's not the issue. It's putting the ball in the net. So if we've got two strikers, mm-hmm. better chance of scoring with it if, if they're both on it. And if he can just, if the two of them can recreate that partnership that they had in the, in the last three months of last season before COVID, then why not? And you know what? It's the last throw of the dice. Go for it. Last throw of the dice. Go for it. You're going up against uh, 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 an unusual Rangers partnership until yeah. they've not really played together. Um, it's not the strongest Rangers central def- defensive partnership. So if you want to identify a weakness that you might be able to exploit, well, you potentially have got one there. So, And right away, you're going to make Stephen Gerrard and his staff and his players say, oh wait my god we're up against the front two we didn't expect that and we're going to talk about the Rangers uh, potential lineup just after this Let's go. listening to the breakfast show this morning as always with Crofty and Grado and as you know we've got a brand new car to give away from Macklin Motors Nissan amazing Mark oh, isn't it oh, brand new car price. worth £15,000 so tune in every morning yep. we'll tell you more team to get prizes like that brilliant All isn't behind it? the scenes absolutely yep. brilliant Great thanks prize. to everyone yeah, thanks for making the switch every night of the week Monday to Friday 5 till 7 kick off the late afternoon the evening on the way home 
with the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Barry Ferguson will be getting ready for the big match on Tuesday night, the, the playoff, the first of the playoffs against Brora Rangers, Kelty Hearts, of course. And it's going to be Marvin Bartley who will be here. And he'll be looking at his match at the weekend, Livy against Aberdeen, and also Rangers against Celtic. So let's look at how Rangers might line up. You know the uh, latest team news? So we won't have Phil Alanda probably for the remainder of the season. Same goals for, for Scott Arfield. So we're a little bit light at centre-back and we're a little light in, in midfield. Uh, that's the team news. And we know last weekend how disappointed the manager was and the Rangers fans about going out of the cup. You know, football is, is a journey of highs and lows. The, the highs take you to incredible places and the lows are always tough and, and that's the challenge is to, to bounce back as quick as you can in the best way you can. I'm in a good place. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Um, that doesn't mean that going out against St. Johnson still doesn't linger and hurt. Of course, it does. We're human beings. And I'm sure the players are feeling the same, but the best way to make yourself feel better is to react and respond and and try and get a positive result as quick as you can. And the next game um, is a big one for us. He's feeling good. He's looking forward to it, Barry. Um, Is that how you read it for Stephen Gerrard, despite the injuries? Yeah, that's what I would expect um, because they need to respond and they need a reaction from the disappointing um, game last week against St. Johnson, going out in the quarterfinal. And there's no better game then playing against Celtic so I would imagine training would have been bang on the button this week people um, desperate to make sure they're in the starting 11 and um, Rangers I've got three games to, to go unbeaten so I fully expect Rangers to go out and, and give a right good performance because um, I wouldn't say they're, they're let, they've been brilliant this season I've got to be honest with you they have they've had a couple of um, bumps in the road uh, that was a big bump last Sunday but every time they've had a bump they've come back and they've responded in the right manner and that's winning games of football and I expect that to be the same on Sunday Part of what uh, the management is about Mark isn't it and Stephen Gerrard I mean what a season it has been for him despite the bumps in the cups the two other cups what do you think Rangers how they're going to approach this on Sunday? Uh, Rangers will have a a serious determination obviously to, to, to win the game but but they will be wounded mm-hmm. um, you know they will uh, the manager's words will be will be stinging um, towards him you can see how hurt he was uh, and, and taken aback uh, by Sunday night um, but a criticism from some Rangers fans towards their team and, and the manager as well so look they're the league champions and they're the worthy league champions but I think for Rangers they'll feel now that they've not added a cup you know because the league the, 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 the double was in their sights I think probably if we're all being honest we probably all expected Rangers to do the double after they knocked Celtic mm. out of the cup a couple of weeks ago so I think now it won't make up for not doing the double but to go through the league season unbeaten to make sure that Celtic don't beat them on Sunday will just add to the to what they've achieved this season if it doesn't happen then you know it, it, it kind of it doesn't put them on a downer because once they get the trophy against Aberdeen on, on you know May the fifteenth and all the hard work comes to fruition, then they actually see it in front of them and they've got the winners' medal round their neck. But it will hurt like hell mm-hmm. if they don't win on Sunday. Oh, sorry, if they lose on Sunday. Yeah. Believe me when I when I say this, all the talk would have been done last last Sunday night in the dressing room after the game. There was a few harsh words mm-hmm. spoke about. Come Monday morning, it's forgot about. Dust yourself down, get the blinkers on, and focus plain and simple um, and you don't need to get let's be honest you don't need to get yourself up for a game like this yep. I keep saying it I don't know how many times I, I repeat myself it's the best game in the world for me mm. 
Um, the only disappointing thing, no fans, but Rangers against Celtic, you can't beat it. I love that, that Barry says the best game in the world and who would doubt it, he's played in more than than most and most people never get the chance to play in it, Mark. To yeah, play. you've got to take uh, Barry's uh, word for it and, you know, um, we're from the west of Scotland so, you know, it's, it's hard to argue. You, know, mm. you take pride in your, your, your own football and the, the Scottish game. Uh, I think we do have a lot to, to, mm. to be proud of even out with the old firm, some of the other football clubs, mm. some of the other young players, you know, what we've got um, going. So, I look, we'll, we all look forward to, to Sunday. Yeah, there's not a cup or a title riding on it, but there's plenty riding on it for both clubs for different reasons. As people begin to look to next season, so he was asked at the media conference this morning, uh, any transfer news? He was a couple of names the week before, there was a couple of names the week before, I'm sure you'll have two different names for me next week. If there's anything to say in terms of ins and outs, I'll be the first person to tell you. Um, we're tracking certain individuals to try and make the group stronger when the, when the, when the window opens um, and when there's something to say on that, I'll give you that news. So, I don't think it's the right time to mention individual names or targets that, that we're looking at. I don't think that's right. But stay tuned to the Go Radio Football Show and Barry Ferguson will... We're always trying to prize out of him because you've said there'll be two or three new signings for next season. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I, I think sometimes in a defeat, maybe last, last week against St. Johnson, mm-hmm. maybe it's got me sit back and take notes and think, mm, I need to maybe bring in two or three real quality players to... To even um, strengthen this team even more, and I'm a, I'm I'm a big believer in when you're on top, the best time is to strengthen. And and I, I've said it for a number of weeks, and I know for a fact that he is going to be bringing in two or three players. Whether one stroke two might leave, mm-hmm. it depends on the sort of offer that comes through the uh, the doors. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind that he's he's um, already identified players to to come in and strengthen the, the Rangers team big names do you think well it doesn't need to be big names you just look at his, his signing policy like guys like Arribo yep. nobody knew much about him mm-hmm. um, he's turned out to be a fantastic signing um, and there's other players that, he, that he's brought in that I've, I've really in, impressed and listen there's players up here in this league as well mm-hmm. that I firmly believe could do a job at the big two Glenn Kamara is another name who came in fifty grand. You said it all season. Bargain. Amazing, isn't it? Bargain. Yeah. He's he's just became mm. a, a top midfielder in my eyes. Um, and when Rangers signed him for fifty grand, I was I was wondering what was going on. Yeah. Um, I spoke to Neil McCann about it, and he says, "Wait till you see him. Just let him get his feet um, settled, and he'll become a a very good player." And he has. He's been outstanding for Rangers, um, and for fifty thousand pound. What a bit of business that is. Mark, the lure, the lure of uh, playing under Steven Gerrard for players in the continent, it gives Rangers an edge against Celtic, over Celtic? If you've got the the chance for that, you've got the chance, OK, Celtic and Champions League qualifiers, but yeah. the, the pathway's going to be extremely difficult for Celtic. It's highly unlikely that they'll get through it, but for Rangers, it should be more straightforward and, and achievable for, for Glenn Kamara, an interesting situation with him moving forward over the next year is will he sign a new contract? Mm. You know, the, the, yeah. There's talks here and, and it's vital that Barry, I don't know, is, is he get a year to go? Is he get two to go? I think it's a year. A year, so, yep. you know, put it this way, you know, he either signs in the next few weeks or you need to look mm. at selling him, otherwise you're, you're, you're potentially losing six, seven, eight, nine, ten mm. million quid, whatever a transfer fee um, may be. So that'll be an interesting situation and, and therefore as much as Stephen Gerrard would want to keep him, if he's not going to commit, then all of a sudden you're looking at, at strength in that area as well, and I'm sure there'll be there'll be options. I think they'll really be looking at a, 
a number nine. Mm. You know, you're, you're always mm. looking to, to, to strengthen that position. You're always yep. looking to find out if you've got something better out there than what you've already got. And uh, I think a number nine will be, will be high in the agenda for Rangers. All right. Rangers fans, what do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We're not on the socials tonight. We're also resting social media over this weekend. Uh, let's go back on the lines. Uh, going to Edinburgh now to Sean on the line. Sean, good evening. Good evening, guys. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. All good. Looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, you're looking forward to it. So what do you want to say to Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi? I just want to speak to Barry and that we've because I've been reading about Eddie Howe's looking for his backroom staff and John Kerry's moving up to sport as another director. So, you know, do you think maybe if players know that there's a, you know, there's going to be a manager in place, you know, for a season time that could, you know, maybe make, the players might, you know, probably show up, but, you know, and, Give a good game and show you know, as Eddie how that what they've got, or just want to see what their thoughts are. Like, you know, if it has confirmed as we've got a manager, do you think that might help us? You know, the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Barry, well, impressing the new manager, yeah, you, but that's what you want. But you want to. That's first and foremost. That's what you want to do. You want to do it for yourself. You want to go yeah. out and give a good performance. Yeah. Um, but whoever's coming through the door. You want to show that you want to be part of the team now. The only problem you've got is there's a number of players coming into the final uh, final twelve month of their contract that ideally would like to move on. Um, but if you're a player, you want to always impress um, managers or um, staff who are coming in. But first and foremost, I big believer, do it for yourself. Do pride yourself. in yourself. You always said that. Yeah, yep. take pride in yourself, your teammates, and the most important people, the fans, mm. um, and go and do yourself justice. That's pride in your jersey, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. I was always, <laughs> I always said that to to every teammate. Um, take pride in the in the jersey when you go out there. Sean, has that been part of the problem for Celtic this year? Not enough players who seem to have that pride in their in the jersey. They maybe were thinking of yeah. being elsewhere. Yeah, I think, you know, look at Ryan Christie, for example. You know, he's been shot, he's obviously, he's installed a new contract now, and he obviously can play as well. So, you know, you're thinking if he's wanting to leave, and even obviously, I'd like to hope he's got 100%, but if he's stolen the contract and his mind might get first, I think some of the players have been like that. He's really got Lee Griffiths as well. I think he's not been playing as well this season. I think that's been on his mind. I just don't think some of the players I expected to be playing well have not been what. What they've been in the past. It's not, just, it's not just them, is it? Yeah, but I, I yeah. still can't get my head round about um, Ryan Christie's contract situation. Mm. Yeah. That it runs out halfway through the season. I have never, ever heard of that mm. in football. And that's unlike Celtic. And, Mark. and do you know what, yeah. there? Uh, they've, they've missed a, a track there. That's a, mm. that's a player that's worth millions. Mm-hmm. Even getting into the final 12 month of the contract, you can still command four or five million pounds for a Ryan Christie. Mm. There's no doubt in my mind about that because Ryan Christie. As a quality player, there's no doubt in my mind about that. Mark, I, I think that you know Patrick Vera when he was manager of Nice um, before the window closed, you know so, September um, time, um, eight months ago. That um, I think Nice would quite comfortably have paid eight, nine, ten million pounds for Ryan Christie, and they were given no encouragement. Now you can understand for the right reasons because Celtic at that point the season's only two or three games old. They're going for ten in a row. It's a map. Um, uh, a season that's potentially magical um, for them, um, but when you now look at that, the, the, the wisdom of it, bearing in mind that the club would clearly have um, known that he's, that he's out of court, or free to sign for somebody, um, you know, less than a year uh, later, then um, you know you you kind of question it because what did he do now if he doesn't extend? Just what we're talking about, Glenn Kamara. So if he can get 
they might take a million quid from or something rather than just keep him yep. if he's not going to be focused if he's signing mm-hmm. a pre-contract in, in July as he as he'll be entitled uh, to is do. it true that his contract has well, it's not been it's not been denied so mm-hmm. I tell you, if it's not mm-hmm. been denied Celtic would have denied that story immediately it was in the mm-hmm. Graham Crozer story in the mail on Sunday on Sunday morning when you write a story like that you, you, you've got to be 100% it's credible yourself open. Yeah. yeah and if the story wasn't true whether it be Celtic Football Club or, or Ryan Christie's people they would, have, they would have denied it so you can only I mean uh, a million pounds Mark's just mentioned it a million pound for a player which I think has got real good quality um, he's he's a certain starter for Scotland yep he's been brilliant for Scotland and he's been great for Celtic but he gets a lot of criticism now Sean what do you think is going to happen because he's Scottish yeah. Ian yeah. and Edward you, ain't Scottish mm, you think that's part of it there's a theme yes. here isn't it yeah, yes it was profit. the same at Rangers when, mm-hmm. when we, we were playing when like um uh, a, a player that wasn't Scottish wasn't huh. having a great game, but the Scottish player was wasn't having a great game either. They would they would get it in the neck, but that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You've got to you've got to learn quickly, and that's something that I learned quickly when I, I broke into the team. That if I didn't play well, I was going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to make sure I I gave it. If, if I wasn't playing well, yep. I, I try to give a hundred percent. Then people couldn't label that against us. Sean, you think your team will give a hundred percent? What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? I'm, I'm thinking. I think we'll. I think we'll win one 0 I don't know why. What, what I think of one 0 but I just. I, I do think we're playing really well. You know, I think. Um, I think we should be giving it our all. Anyway, it's a lot of fun, so it's, it should be no question. The players should be out there and try to win the game. But I can see us. But I just. I don't know. I just think with this season, I just think it's just been a just a season that you know, for Celtic that it's never really beat. I just don't know. They just don't seem the same team, but. I just like as we're still at Ryan Christie, you know. I think he, with his contract, I don't know if his mind's just off of the things. He's not able. If he's more thing of getting a bit, you know, trying to break a move away. I don't know. I just, I just hope we do win on Sunday. I think it'd be good because obviously, probably, well, potentially, probably John Kerry's probably his last game in charge. You know, whatever team he's got left. So yeah, I do hope that we win on Sunday. Okay. You never know. Games right. have been playing good. So. Me and Mark are, are, are speaking about the, the Celtic team. See, six months ago, Ryan Christie would be one of the first names on the, the team sheet mm-hmm. if I was picking a Celtic team. Now, I, I'm not even considering them. Mm-hmm. And yet they've stuck with him, haven't they? They've kept playing him. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's got he's got a moment um, in him. He, he has got a piece of brilliance in him. You know, when he when he's on it, he's brilliant. But he, he's just been part of a of a collective collapse. Mm-hmm. Which he's been part of. It's not. He's not mm-hmm. the only one. It's not like he's been off it and everybody else was firing all cylinders. If you look at the football club from top to bottom, from the way the transfer window was handled last summer to the manner in which Celtic lost to Rangers in the opening Old Firm game of the season two 0 at Celtic Park, it's been a collective mm-hmm. collapse. Yeah. Good way of putting I, it. I yep. just can't get. I mean, a million pound for Ryan Christie. <laughs> That's it, it, an could, absolute, it could be Barry. Know. It could be you know the, the new manager. You can see what I'm as well having a million quid in the kitty. A guy it's no focus if he mm. sign a pre-contract. That's an absolute snap. Mm. Could be. Uh, you know, all right, be. Sean. Thanks for calling. We're going to get predictions for the weekend next. Let's go. go Radio Football Show Friday evening edition. We're on in Sunday. It's Rangers against Celtic. We're on just before twelve. You'll miss nothing. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, and myself, Paul Cooney. We enjoy it, Barry. It's your favourite. Two sleeps to go, and then Rangers against Celtic. We're going to get a prediction in a moment or two. So many big games this weekend. There's football tonight as well in the Championship, and it's. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what's on tonight. Aloe against Dunfermline, Arbroath, Morton, Inverness against Ayr, Queen of the South against Dundee, 
and Wraith Rovers against Hearts. Still something to play for there, Mark. Who is going to get a chance of uh, the playoff position? Yeah, I think the, the, the championship's been been really good. Um, you know, it's still up for grabs to get that. Uh, Final spot, also as well the relegation, relegation, yeah, so the playoff position to be yep. sorted um, as well. So yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a really good card um, tonight for sure. And down south tonight, it's Southampton against Leicester City, and Brendan Rodgers has been saying no, he's enjoying it at Leicester, and he doesn't want to go to Tottenham. Yeah, do you believe it? <laughs> he was enjoying it at Celtic. As well. Yeah, I know. I was just about to say that. Um, listen, I'm, I'm sure if Tottenham come calling, I'm sure they would want to speak to him. Um, Tottenham are a, a massive club no mm. been disrespectful to Leicester Leicester have done unbelievable over the mm. last few years um, fantastic stadium brand new training ground but you're talking about Tottenham here um, I, I think Brendan Rodgers clearly got a massive job left it with the greatest respect mm. to Leicester and it, and it might well actually be abroad you know, he's, he's fluent in Spanish he's learning Italian all that is as he? well yeah. Yeah, yeah he is so um, you know, I think he's got his eye on a big job abroad at some stage as well but he might look at it and think Yes, Spurs fine, but do you know what? I think I've got the potential to be the next manager of Man United or Man City. Really? Yeah, yeah I think he would be wow. thinking that, uh-huh. rightly so. So, Barry, what's his? What's he think? He's best. Am I best in at Leicester where I am, mm-hmm. or do I take the gamble and, and and go to Spurs to get to that next stepping stone, or can I actually stay where I am and get to Old Trafford or, or, or the Etihad? Because with a lot of averages, Man City, and Man United, one of those jobs will be available in the next yeah. 18 months to two years mm. and it's what, what gives both. them the best yeah, possible yeah. chance of getting that well, job it's a good point for Matt if he goes to Tottenham and struggles yeah. where does he go then? so if he stays at Leicester it, mm-hmm. look I've seen Leicester a number of times this season Leicester are a good team yep. he's got real good players there is he um, going to get Champions League position? is he yeah, going to stay there? real opportunity yeah because um, last season it fell away at the end it did f- yep. f- uh, fall away at the end um, but for Leicester City to be always continuing in the top six mm. over the last couple of years is, is just brilliant um, and it's a good point Mark makes yeah. I, I get his point there if he goes to Tottenham he's running the risk um, to uh, not having a good time there because um, they're serial under they're the desperate, listen, but yeah. they're under pressure the, the manager mm. that goes in there they're, they're under pressure to win a trophy and Harry Kane yep. sorry he said during the week you know, I want to win things but I does Harry Kane stay yeah. if Harry Kane goes for me, I, I'm a big believer in one man doesn't make a team, but Tottenham without Harry Kane, they ain't going to be the same. No, they're not. That rhymes. Right. Yep, indeed, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's on it for a Friday night. Right, let's look at uh, the weekend games uh, to Motherwell against Kilmarnock. Huge one for Kilmarnock. Well done, Graham Alexander, Barry. He's uh, the manager of the month. Yeah, they've been a bit up and down since yeah. he's, he's come in, um, but I think it's four or five victories in a row um, yep. yep so he deserves to um, get it but if you're asking my result tomorrow I fancy Kilmarnock to go and win there without Kyle Lafferty yes without yeah. Kyle Lafferty well, you think they're going to grind out a win there yep. Yep. not many goals in it do you think um, it doesn't matter no, really, it, does it doesn't matter yep. I just get a funny feeling yep. that Kilmarnock um, they're going to pull away look Kyle mm. Lafferty's been unbelievable um, I watched the game the other night Kilmarnock's at Mun. Um I just believe right. Kilmarnock will get out of it Mark, what do you reckon? Hey, I'm not so sure I agree with, with, with Barry. I know that obviously Kilmarnock much more to play for and they should be able to go there and win but Lafferty's a loss. The goalkeeping position concerns me as I've said a couple of times. Um, manager Munthal can be a jinx. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'll go, Is that right? I'll go yeah. a score draw. I'll go 1-1 at Fir Park. Does that often happen? 
they, they win it and then the always yeah always aye, aye, right okay do, yeah. so you yeah. reckon one and one the player of the month mm-hmm. was a stinker the stinker, next year. <laughs> 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 okay uh, what about St Mirren against Hamilton then we'll look at the bottom of the table Mark what do you reckon uh, St Mirren uh, on a high after their penalty um, yep. win on, on Monday night Hamilton get it all to do well, it depends because I'm looking at that fixture and the United's fixture as well and, and, and Hibs and Johnson it depends what Jim Goodwin and I think are they keeping their strongest side back are they going to rest two or three players ahead of the semi-final next mm-hmm. week or do they want to keep momentum going I think they might rest um, two or three yeah I'll go for St Martin and nick it 2-1 you've been looking at Barry's homework I reckon Barry what do you think yeah I, I think <laughs> St Martin have not got a big enough squad so I think Jim's looking at that semi-final that's his priority now Um and he can't afford to lose his, his best players so I think he might change it up and I think Hamilton will go to St Mernon and win Brian Rice of course uh, is four, that in the stands? yeah four Brian match Rice. suspension yes. two of them uh, suspended from that Yeah, but will that affect him? well obviously you think no not tomorrow Aki's are going to win Mark what do you reckon? 2-1 uh, St Mernon for 2-1 is your scoreline on yeah. that so what about uh, Hibs against St Johnson St Johnson the form team against Hibs who are also you could also say the form team third in the table I've been bigging St Johnson up here <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's just going to be a tough one two good teams um, I think it's going to be a score draw score draw you yes. reckon Easter Road I agree Desmond yep. do you uh-huh. ok uh, any transfer news Ryan Porteous in the news today they're saying that QPR wants him Mark Warburton they obviously possible good player isn't he yeah he's he, he's done well um, obviously he was he was close to a move in, mm-hmm. in January he never played I think he missed three or four games he was he was on the bench after that move um, collapsed yeah listen there's, there's no doubt Ryan Portis has, has got potential um, is it a right move in QPR championships are a tough tough league mm-hmm. believe me when I say that Um a lot of good players it's a real physical league but listen Ryan Portis is a physical player I'm sure he would he could handle the championship Is that his level do you think Mark? I think I he could go, I think he could go to the championship not be out of place um, Paul I think you know Matt Warburton at QPR he knows the Scottish market you know he thinks there's, there's one or two bar- bargains to be had from obviously working up here you know Lyndon Dykes for you know 1.5 to 2 million quid has been a good bit of business uh, for them Liam Kelly the goalkeeper that he brought in as well albeit he's out and loan at, at Motherwell so mm-hmm. yeah I can see there being an interest um, uh, in Portis but I have to well, I, th- I think there's there's, um, th- there's other good um, central defenders uh, out there but um, yeah, Johnson Hibs, three yeah, things Hibs, yeah, yeah exactly Hibson Johnson what's yours Barry what's your prediction Hibson Johnson a score draw score draw yes. score 2-2 two, two for right. me oh you're going to 2-2 two, two. Dundee United Ross County so how they need the points, John Hughes? Are United uh, looking for the cup? Listen, I, I like John Hughes. I honestly, I love listening to him getting um, interviewed. Um, He's so infectious, isn't he? he? Is, he listen, he, he should always be involved in football, John Hughes. There's no doubt in my mind. I feel um, a butt's coming here, though. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I just think Dun United, I've got to take so much confidence in going up to Aberdeen and absolute mm-hmm. battering them. Um, they'll be fully confident so I'm going Dundee United it's the biggest result of the season you're going Dundee United Mark what do you reckon Aye, a real tough one to call again depending you know Dundee United their game at Kilmarnock in the league rested mm-hmm. a few players to save it for the cup if he does the same again um, Ross County gets so much to, to play for um, 
I'm going to go Ross County to sneak that 2-1 Right, so that keeps it really in the mix still mm. at the bottom because uh, they need the points big time it could be Hamilton going down automatically it could be Kilmarnock it could be Ross County What about Livy against Aberdeen? You'll be in the studio with them on Monday, Mark so we'll kick off Marvin will be here will he be leading Livy out to beat Aberdeen? Uh, very disappointed in Aberdeen uh, last weekend uh, against Dundee United but I'm going for... 0-0 zero, zero, Paul ah, yeah, horrible game old Andy Roxburgh 0-0 zero, zero. <laughs> never been heard of until then 0-0 nil, nil is what he means what do, you, what, what do you reckon Barry? I'm going Livingston you're going Livy why? yes yeah. um, they're used to the artificial surface mm-hmm. I just think Livingston um, I'll win the game plain and simple Aberdeen watched that done United game after 10 minutes they were absolutely shocking I haven't been honest with you so no, I'm going to go Livingston. So the big one on Sunday, let's hear from John Kennedy. Yeah, it's important. Obviously, it's not something we want to be attached to or we, we want to happen. And we always, you always get judged against Rangers. You always get judged against your, your biggest rivals. So again, we've not been good enough in the, the games recently, this season, because of performance-wise. And, you know, the last three especially, there's not been a lot in the games in terms of general play. But Rangers are taking the big chances. They've taken the chances in the game. We haven't. So that's been the deciding factors. And we have to change that. When we create our big moments, we've got to be more ruthless. All fame always helps in terms of getting the players ready and motivated and in the zone. I think all the players are aware how important the fixture is. It doesn't matter when they fall or, or what's at stake at the end of the day. It's three, three points. We want to try and finish with as many points as we can. As I say, we want to try and go for the whole season unbeaten. And you always want to beat your local rivals. So the importance of the game goes without saying. But as you say, on the back of a, a setback in midweek, which was a, one that stung, uh, ideally we can, we can bounce back in a, in a good way the weekend. He reckons the Rangers are going to bounce back at the weekend. Mark, you're looking forward to it? I am, to be honest, Paul. I'm right up for Sunday, even though your Rangers have got the title in the bag, Celtic, you know, but there's there's so, you know, the subplots to all make it for a cracking uh, 90 minutes. I'll have the telly on with with, with Barry um, and Davey and yourself on in the the background, um, obviously. Um, I'm a big believer in the law of averages as well, Paul, and Celtic are due a victory. Mm -hmm. Well, they deserve one and all, but they're due a victory and I just think there's that kind of greater onus on Celtic to go and do something but they might leave themselves open and Rangers will, will, will counter and hit them where it hurts which Rangers are more than capable of doing I'm going to go for Celtic to sneak it 2-1 on Sunday 2-1 you reckon and are they going to start with Edward as well as Griffith I'm, 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 yeah. to be honest it wasn't in my mind um, yep. until Barry mentioned it um, today when we were in here at half ten this morning for that meeting so we're in here for, <laughs> yeah, for, for, for nine hours to digest it yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going yeah I, I can see where Barry's coming from and I think John Kennedy will mix it up and go with Griffiths and Edward Barry James, James is in there yeah. sleeping that's right yeah, he's been started so early Barry what do you reckon then Sunday what's going to happen I think you're going to get a, a big reaction off Rangers Yep, I think Rangers will win the same result as a couple of weeks ago 2-0 2-0 yes I firmly believe that yeah a comfortable victory for them Barry or a wee bit backs to the wall um, if Celtic go with the two up they'll need to defend really well um, but I think they'll have the vast majority of control of the football on Sunday and that, that's what Rangers when Rangers do that they tend to win the game so I think Rangers will win the game 2-1 uh, 2-0 sorry two-nil. key player for you for Rangers who would stand Listen, out always, I, I always look at the, set, the central area yep. both both teams you look at the central three Celtic and Brown McGregor and Turnbull against Davis Kamara Arebo whoever comes out on top of that 
wins the game and dominate. Whoever dominates the game wins the game. Mark, who'll yeah. be the name on everyone's lips on uh, Monday afterwards? Hopefully not the referee. Who do you reckon? Uh, yeah, uh, Nick Walsh, his first uh, old firm game. So the best of luck to the referee. Uh, I think this is a one that Edward could be the match winner. That's it. Thanks very much. Barry will be back with Davy Proven on Sunday just before 12. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.